And it also, and we'll get into how it also kind of calls back to it later because previously I hadn't seen this obviously, but I had seen a Coppola's Dracula, which is a vampire film that this, I I feel like could have paired with, um, as, as well. Yeah, definitely. And this transformation sequence was the moment that most reminded me of that. Like all the various different, uh, bodies that Gary Oldman's Dracula takes form into and how, you know, like the, the weird, like butt wrinkly forehead that he has and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, I would, that's what I was kind of reminded of watching this, but the difference is, is that you feel like that character is in control. There's something, uh, there's something about the powerlessness of Bowie's character who is like freaking out while this is happening to him and not being taken seriously. And well, right. You you think that like an ancient being, right? Like someone like the, like the vampire basically would have some way of, going about reversing this and his answer is to go to an actual doctor which i found quite funny in a way just because most of the time you have the vampire like oh i have to go out into the night and kill like i have have to drink from the blood chalice (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but he's just like no i need to make an appointment and really get this shit checked out (laughs) so i thought that that was pretty funny um uh, and, and in a good way, of course. But I also like the the cross cutting with the the monkey that's like deteriorating. Yes, and, the cross cutting in this. Speaking of, we were just talking on a bonus transmission re- recently about like cross cutting being done as just kind of like a you know not a filler. You know, people, yeah, just kind of people like trying to make meaning out of something where they're just haphazardly cross cutting between two scenes that aren't actually saying anything by cross cutting between each other. Yeah, and I think we were saying that about the recent Quiet Place film. Yeah. Um, this is an example of cross cutting as nothing but like, uh, you know, getting that visceral impact of being shocked a little bit, but being shocked into understanding this experience. Like mm-hmm. that's exactly like he feels like this monkey that has literally been injected with this drug to basically, uh, you know, age and rot right before these people's eyes and watching it happen to Bowie and this monkey simultaneously. And, you know, the the music and the editing and everything kind of put together, it really freaks you out. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was such a surreal moment, too, that I, once again, I hadn't seen this and I didn't really know what to expect. So when it showed his old face all of a sudden, I thought it was kind of his anxiety about getting that old and it would quickly go back to him maybe like aging five years or something like that. But as soon as mm-hmm. it established, like, no, this is this is where he is in the last two hours. He's grown like 50 years. Uh, it just really took on a, a his bizarre white quality hair is that falling I falling out of his head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, it's it, it was really good. This scene, I thought, really started to elevate the film for me. And uh, I was locked in from this point. So. Well, yeah, and then and then Bowie like pretending to be like a different person when he goes back <laughs> yeah. home, and like the young girl comes back uh, because he doesn't want to, you know, obviously reveal to this girl, you know, what's been happening to him. But he's also becoming more and more um, desperate to not die at at the same time, and he kind of makes like one final play to not die, which is right. making this young girl. Um, who is you know supposed to be the next corn, uh, consort of of Miriam, which I don't know exactly if that was meant to be like she was going to be. She was kind of grooming her to be the next yeah. uh, person that she converted, or it was kind of a little bit unclear on that. But you know they definitely had you know a relationship where they liked this girl and they taught her music, and um, he makes her play this little piece of of, of music. 
until it starts to becoming a little bit more sharper and reverbed and it gets into these shrieking sounds. Yeah. And he does that thing where he pulls that bladed necklace out and slits her throat onto the sheet music in slow motion while she's screaming. Oh man. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that part is wild. And then it like, and to go from this scene to just one of the most sad things I've ever seen where he's sitting in the dark, like in the piano room waiting for Miriam Miriam shows up, sees him, and and he's essentially just like, uh, he, he I, I mean, he doesn't really have any answers. He doesn't know what to do, but he still knows he's in love with Miriam. Miriam tells him straight up that she said, you he, said forever and ever. Yeah. Do you remember? And she's just like, I can't, and starts crying, and it's very emotional. And 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 then David Bowie's character is essentially like, well, if I can't. Uh, live with you and I can't be in love and this is what I have to, I have and, to and, be. And, and, and killing me. a child and drinking its blood is no longer, you know, going to An reverse answer. this process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, then just fucking, then just kill me. And she's incapable of doing so. And, and there's just so many sad complications in this scene. Um, yeah. That, that, that are really just, it, it's cool that, it, that they're really well, thinking and, about how a and, vampire would kind of feel with so much time and so much uh, human connection that they have made actually. Yeah. Like you, you, you've technically, you know, you've grown old in this young man's body and you've kind of lived in this, you know, in, in the opening very clearly, you know, they've lived this kind of very pleasurable, fashionable kind of life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's old and useless. And it, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the, uh, the, the recent Romero we just talked about, Oh yeah. with, you know, now, sure. now he can't, he can't go to the clubs anymore. Yeah. Uh, so what's <laughs> no the, what's the point clubs. in having him as a lover? You know, uh, <laughs> he's basically this old decrepit body and he doesn't want to live anymore. He wants to be released from this body and watching him just like beg for death. Yeah. And as this old and, man who like can't, even walk at this point it's just so sad and and like kind of pathetic and just uh, oh man. yeah and, and 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 i and i thought about that cross-cutting moment too Spocking is talking about good cross-cutting um where he's asking her to kiss him like she first kissed him when he was a young hot french cellist from the 18th century oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and, and it's cross-cutting between their first meeting where she's going up to him and about to convert him and they're, you know, they're they're embracing and kissing and then it cuts back to them embracing and kissing in this modern moment where he's this hideous, like, old man and she can't even, like, stand to look at him, really. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it's so painful that he's trying to...